Howdy. You late, Paul? Aye. You late, Paul? Bastard. How <laughs> <laughs> then? It's pretty good. I'm pretty good. Are you pretty good? Did you just ask yourself if you were okay? I don't know. It's got to that point in my life where I'm not sure anymore. I just need to double check. <laughs> Am I alright? I think I'm alright. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm okay now. I'm, I'm okay. Alright, cool, man. Congrats. What have you been doing? Um. Well, I mean, it's boring, but I've been working. <laughs> like, non-stop. That's fun. Um, what about you? Uh, I have also been working. Yep. Uh, pretty, pretty constantly. I mean, that's exciting. Yeah. You're yawning. I have yawned the whole time we've been in the shed. <laughs> as soon as we put the microphone on, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did, I don't know, I've, I've been to the cinema twice in the last two weeks. Alright. Once with you, mm. as you know. <laughs> uh, I was there. You were yeah. there, and and once without you. Yes. Uh, the first time, listeners, we, um, I suppose, lived a, a lifelong dream of ours <laughs> which look will not sound that cool to most of you because a most of you won't even know who the fuck we're talking about but um metallica is a huge part of our friendship yes and when we were growing up one of one of my first memories of you and i as friends was going through your dad's record collection and finding this Metallica album. Was it records or CDs? Uh, it might have been CDs. Can't actually. quite remember. And he had this Metallica album called And Justice For All. Mm. And we were like, oh, we both kind of like Metallica. Let's listen to it. And it was a kind of life-changing moment for both of us. Yes. Um, and those avid Metallica crossover fans out there <laughs> will know that uh, they did 25 years ago or 20 years ago did a, uh, a live album with an orchestra called S&M and they recently announced for the opening of a new stadium in San Francisco they were doing S&M 2 and they were showing it in the cinema and Lee and I went to the cinema together yes. probably for the first time in 10 years <laughs> for a very long time yeah. um, and it was a bit of a stressful day for both of us it was um, do we need to go into why it was a stressful day for you? <sighs> no just life wasn't it it was just yeah. life also Lee forgot <laughs> <laughs> like literally listeners I bought the tickets for us well in fact it was a birthday present but yeah. I asked Lee to come with me and I of course said yes of course he said yes Graciously I accepted. drove down from work from Brighton to Portsmouth all Lee had to do was remember <laughs> and he didn't <laughs> so after much toing and froing listeners he finally arrived we got into the cinema we sat in our seats it started the best part was the phone call <laughs> Yeah, the phone call of you having absolutely no fucking idea what I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Just what we're doing about Metallica then. And also, listeners, <laughs> him being semi annoyed with me that I didn't like his fucking PA, keep him up to date <laughs> with something that he was getting for free. Um, anyway, we sit down and all, the, you know, we're being old men complaining about how long the, um, <laughs> the, the credits are going oh on God. for and shit, and it's annoying. 
and then it kind of starts it sounds ridiculous both of us feel like our whole body's going to fall out of our asshole. <laughs> but then and I'm going to let you describe this because I've got another one which happened to me um, we were confronted with what I think we should call cinema dickhead number one yes so do you want to explain Lee to the listeners cinema dickhead number one so cinema dickhead number one mistakenly thought he was actually at the performance and had to scream yeah to the person sat net not talk loud enough in his ear off so he could hear no literally just scream his bollocks off top of his voice to talk to him not even talking about anything to do with what was going on on the screen no just constantly talk not i don't mean like the odd conversation the comment about what's on the screen or i've remembered something i need to tell you no constantly broadcasting bullshit yeah throughout the entire fucking thing yeah honestly if anyone needed to be strangled at that point it yeah. was that man well and the other thing was they kept doing things like looking things up on their phone taking videos of themselves and with the flash on yeah. a picture of the cinema yeah yeah like i don't want to be in your fucking photo man <laughs> no, no. so so listeners i had to negotiate with Lee to move seats because we were both very close to kind of breaking into second gear <laughs> and going have a little bit of a word in his fucking shell like <laughs> my thing was I was like look I don't want to cause a fuss because I just want to sit and watch yeah exactly but then there's also that thing of it's dark and it's in the cinema and you're not really sure like who he is what he looks like etc etc and then he came out <laughs> And I was like, is that the fucking guy? I thought it was some big burly metal dude. <laughs> it's some he was wearing double denim for one. Yeah, Two, his jeans had flag. loads of tears in them. Three, he was wearing like big thick white like Marty McFly trainers. It's like <laughs> if I'd have known that I'd have gone over and fucking slapped him. <laughs> I had no idea. So Cinema Dickhead number two Unlike us, where we passively move to keep the peace. I did not do this in Cinema Dickhead number okay, two. Okay, so this is you, you went to see, was it Joker? Joker. Right, and you went with? Beaker. Yes. Beaker and I went. Roger And that. we we have a, um, <coughs> we both have memberships to the Picture House Cinema in Brighton. Lovely. And the idea is, you know, you're a member, so you're not going to get, the, you don't have to mix with a general riffraff. Yeah, exactly. Cinematic riffraff. They're not our class. Um, and we have seats that we always sit in on the front row. Right. Don't know why. We just one day sat there and that's our seats. Those are our seats. So a couple come and sit next to us. Quite, it's nearly sold out. And they're just being generally annoying. Now. <laughs> just existing. Just kind of, No, but just kind of, just being annoying. You right. know, I'll p p peg them both at sort of their uh, mid-50s. Right. For an hour and ten minutes, they talk. Not consistently, but they talk okay. at various intervals. Anytime there's any moment of violence, she hides behind her hands and he describes to her what's going on. <laughs> right? Now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm fucking raging, but Beaker's like throwing passive aggressive stares at them. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay. Then Beaker 
about 20 minutes before the end says, look, can you stop talking please? And you think, okay, that's it. Yeah. So I sort of slump back, you know, fumbling around the bottom of the popcorn thing, even though I know there's only the kernels left. <laughs> and they do it again. And immediately I go from naught to a hundred, <laughs> like in one second, I'm. Are you telling me you lost your cool, mate? Well, no, actually, I was on the verge of losing my cool, and I snapped like the speed. I leant and turned, and I went, "Look, can you two please?" No, I didn't even say please. I went, "Can you two stop talking? She's already asked you once." <laughs> he shat himself like properly like naughty schoolboy just like pinged back in his seat she looked absolutely fucking mortified <laughs> the people behind us started laughing because essentially I told them off I told two mid 50 year old couple off like a fucking Victorian teacher and afterwards oh my because God. you know it's unlike my youth I tend to not get too angry anymore mm. and honestly I, for about three seconds afterwards I wanted to just rip my t-shirt <laughs> off <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you did. Oh, yeah, man, you would have gone viral. I would have gone viral. Crazy <laughs> man goes ape shit. Chubby, hairy bloke. Cinema. Yeah, I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Like you've paid to come here and watch this, and you're not fucking watching it. He went for a piss, came back. Did I miss anything? So well, of course you missed them. <laughs> they didn't put on pause for you, did they? <laughs> No, there was. Just... Oh, don't worry. Tiny Bladder needs his fourteenth piss of the show. Let's just pause and wait for him to come back. No, it's all right. And then she's like, "Oh yes." Yeah, so basically, what happened was it's like, "Don't tell him." For fuck's sake. Or at least whisper to each other, like considerate humans. You don't. What's you don't need to talk in the cinema. You don't need to rustle a bag. Nope. You don't need to do anything but just sit and you watch. don't need to take a photo after the film started no fine if you want to take a photo of the cinema before it starts crack on but why i mean if you must if social media obviously calls. man but why sit i there? didn't want just, to start uh, this with a rant but two cinema dickheads in both trips like well i'm not going to cinema anymore then no i'll just wait for it to come out and i do used to love going to festivals don't go to festivals anymore too many dickheads yep and i i've become the thing that i never thought i would I'm that, I'm that guy. Like, I've got a, few, a series of gigs coming up over the next few weeks. I'm fucking dreading it. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm not, because everyone I'm seeing, I love. Yeah. But it, it's like it's almost like I, I attract dickheads. <laughs> Wherever I go... I think it's just there's that many. Well, yeah, maybe it is, but it's... It, it's They're infiltrated it's a, everywhere. It's a, the, the only thing I can think of is, you know when you go to... A supermarket, like either really early in the morning or really late at night. Oh, and it's dead. And it's dead. And you park your car, <sighs> you go into the shop, you come out. There's someone parked next to you. Yeah, like there's safety. a thousand spaces. Oh, I parked next to him. Yeah, He's, that's that what it's like. Safe. I'm the parked car, and the dickheads are the one that comes to park <laughs> next to me. Always, no matter where I am, are just full of dickheads. What does that say about me? Well, I'll let you draw your own conclusions. Maybe you're the dickhead. 
Maybe. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's me. I tracked myself. Oh my god. Can you imagine? Dun dun dun. <laughs> that is a fucking bombshell, mate. And we start episode 37. Yeah? Was that a question or...? It felt like one. It is episode 37. Yeah, Excellent. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Happy with that. Edging to... I mean, episode 40 is not really a milestone. Uh, most people would forget it, I'm guessing. Yeah, 50. I think we should do something special. Yeah, we could do. The half century. Yeah. Uh, well, you know how we've sort of recently become some sort of weird erotic fan fiction thing? Where you tell a story. Yeah. That's very questionable. Yeah. I've got a little bit of a story for you, but it's from a different source. It's from Reddit, because you know I like Reddit. Yes. Well, I have a story that someone posted that when I read it, I couldn't fucking believe it. Okay. And I want, I want you to listen to it. I will gladly listen to it. It starts as such. Okay. I'm going to read it verbatim with no more information. Okay. <clears throat> My family poops big. Maybe it's genetic. Maybe it's our diet. But everyone births giant logs of crap. And if anyone has laid a mega poop, you know that sometimes it won't flush. Yep, been there. It lays across the hole of the bottom of the bowl and the vortex of draining water merely just gives it a wash as it mocks you. <laughs> Growing up, this was common enough occurrence in our family that we had a poop knife. <laughs> it was an old rusty kitchen knife that hung on a nail in the laundry room, only to be used for that purpose. It was normal to walk through the hallway and have someone call out, hey, can you get me the poop knife? <laughs> I thought it was standard kit. You have your plunger, your toilet brush, and your poop knife. Fast forward to 22. It's been a day or two between poops and I'm over at a friend's house. My friend was the local dealer and always had guests over because you can't buy weed without sitting on your ass and sampling it for an hour. <laughs> I excuse myself and lay a gigantic turd. I look down and see that it's sideways one. So I crack the door and call out to my friend. I ask him for his poop knife. My what? Your poop knife, I say. I need it. Can I use it, please? What the fuck is a poop knife? Obviously it has one. Maybe he calls it by a more delicate name. A fecal cleaver. A dung divider. A guanoglaph. I explain, I explain what it is that I want and why I want it. He starts giggling and then he's laughing and then lots of people start laughing and it turns out the music stopped and everyone heard my pleas through the door. It also turns out that none of them had poop knives. It was just my fucked up family with their fucked up bowels. Fuck my life. I told this to my wife last night who was amused and horrified at the same time. As it turns out she did not know what a poop knife was and had been using the old rusty knife hanging in the util utility closet as a basic utility knife. Thankfully she didn't cook with it 
but it was used to open some Amazon boxes. Oh. <laughs> what, so you didn't clean it afterwards? She'll be getting her own utility knife now. Edit. Okay. Common question. Why was the poop knife not in the bathroom instead of the laundry room? Great question. Answer. We only had one poop knife and the laundry room was central to the three bathrooms. I have no idea why we didn't have three poop knives. All I know is that we didn't. We had the one. Possibly because my father was notoriously cheap about the weirdest things, so yeah, we shared our poop knife. And edit, he had a fucking poop knife. <laughs> what? Oh my god. Now, when you think you know society yeah, and everything knife. it could possibly throw at you, a family that has a poop knife. Yeah, I mean, there's so many questions there. Firstly is, what other podcast is going to talk about a poop knife? That's my first question. You need to know this Especially, stuff. like, this is the introduction to the episode yeah. and we're talking about a poop knife. My second question, I suppose, is, is it something that we should be considering? So we've got the privacy scarf on the on the burner Ooh, should we be poop knife. like the babblement poop knife i mean it, do we do we think that it's necessary honest, i think we've actually experienced the stuck poop oh yeah i've experienced the stuck poop or two and i mean i have had to go in the u-bend and manipulate it <laughs> just massage I, it I basically out of its out of its hiding beat it to death yeah. Like, my toilet brush is a mace, and I just hammer that motherfucker home. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> babblement poop knife. Um, Consideration. Does it have to be a knife? Because I feel like the babblement poop whisk would be better. Oh my, like an old school <laughs> yeah. baking whisk so you with just, the grindy, yeah, yeah. So like, you put it in, in the handle. Yeah, oh God, with the yeah. handle, you put it in, it just goes... <laughs> just massacres the poo but in the water because the poop knife you have to kind of get in and chop and if it's at a difficult angle whereas the babblement poop whisk you go in you fucking blend the shit out of it problem solved that could be the advert does your poop knife not work anymore are you sick and tired of putting your hands your poop in knife not <laughs> poopy oh, water New Babelman <laughs> Poop Whisk. The Poop Whisk. I use the Poop Whisk all the time. It's got to make that noise. You, you have to make that noise when you're doing it, not the thing. You have to put it in the water and go. While the poo just flings around. <laughs> Seagulls. White. Oh, oh. They are absolute bastards, aren't they? I know, right? But what are you about to tell me? Because I'm going to tell you something, my friend. Are you serious? About seagulls. Okay. Oh, how do we do this then? Oh, this is tough. Okay, let's describe what the story's about without giving it away. So mine is about finally there may be somebody doing something about the seagulls. Mine is about possibly there's nothing we can do about the seagulls. Okay. So you go first. Okay. England could have its first seagull cull in 40 years. <gasps> right? It's amazing. Councillors from Worcester say they have tried many non-lethal methods including 
decoy eggs which cause natural population declines and keep gulls quiet as they incubate the fake clutch. They have also tried anti-gull bins, they say, which work by covering the waste with metal grills or other barriers so sharp beaks cannot get through. <laughs> Drones have also been used to seek out nests in hard to reach places. And laser them. If the council <laughs> succeeds, it will be the first place in England to carry out a gull cull. Gull cull. Since marksmen shot dozens man. of adult, adult birds in Torquay in 1975. Now you may think, well, what more could this story offer? Let me tell you. Natural England have told the council gulls can, could only be culled as part of a wider measure and only as a last resort. Now if you've been following um, gull news on the Babelman, mm. you will know that we are at our wits end. There, there has been an influx of gull activity for the, the worse. They spent £30,000 on anti-gull measures last year. I love the idea of an anti-gull like a task force. Just like a, a boardroom with people. How do we deal with these guys, gentlemen and ladies? Conservative councillor Alan Amos is behind the proposed policy due to growing anger and frustrations by locals, and said the council's plan to move eggs had failed. He said. <laughs> They are vicious flying rats which wake people up in the early hours of the morning, bombard cars with, with drop-ins and attack pets and even prevent people from sitting in their garden and opening their windows. Then he said, if all this was being done by people, they'd be arrested. What? Well, yes. If adults were going around and bombarding cars with shit <laughs> yes, probably, and attacking yeah. pets, they probably would do something about it, but he also added, clearly, current policies are not working. What policies? He was telling me that a bunch of councillors sit in a room and come up with ideas. <laughs> right, we've got to solve this. Uh, frankly, if that's true, I'm really happy about the it. Finally, seagull. we're being listened to. Well, not to put your hopes on a downer. But I fear you're going to poo on my bonnet. I'm going to poo on your vehicle. You're going to poop on my bonnet. I don't have my whisk. This <laughs> this headline, yeah, I think says it all. Injured seagull photographed with arrow embedded in his head. Photograph for evidence. It's a seagull with a fucking arrow for its skull. But most importantly, it's still alive! Yes! It's standing, it looks really <laughs> fucking pissed off. Like, if I had to describe the way it looks, it's it's angry old guy. <laughs> it's perturbed. It's, it's seriously, <laughs> it's, it's a seriously... There has been a perturbing. <laughs> perturbed seagull. Someone has perturbed this And I, I want to state for the record, listeners, we are not advocating the, you, the, the, the abuse of seagulls. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But more to the point, not only is it still alive, the Scottish SPCA has not yet been able to catch the injured bird. This was a month ago, so obviously they have caught it now. Yeah. But at the time of reporting, had not been able to catch the bird as it was still flying around. What? Yeah, why? It, 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 no, but you know why? It's Glaswegian. It's trying to find out 
who the fuck shot him? Yeah. Right, I, t- I tell you what, pal. Who the fuck shot me around Glasgow with a fucking bow and arrow? <laughs> Shoot me in the fucking head. I mean, someone shot him with a crossbow. It just wants an iron brew. It's just. Speaking of iron brew, this listeners. It's unbelievable. In iron. Iron Brew News. Um, <laughs> That's a bullet inside. Bar have announced that over Christmas, for the Christmas period, they are releasing a limited edition run of original recipe Iron Brew. And you will not be surprised that literally every person I know either sent it to me or tagged me in it. Because obviously you are interested in this. Absolutely. Really. So our petition worked. So maybe this, with the Iron Brew and the Seagulls, maybe people are really starting to take us seriously. You never know. I mean, Iron Brew, I mean, it's limited, but they've done it. But they've done it. And it How- one minute it's banned, next minute it's back. Oh, I see. Oh, Bad Woman may have mentioned that. Maybe we did. Maybe you know, we were we- on top of the Seagull thing weeks before all of this yeah, happened. Yeah, before the council had to have a board meeting about it. Important news brought to you here. We first. are we are the thing that we hate. We are the real influencers. We are, but this is important. These are things. This is the stuff that people yeah. need to know. Yeah, we're not going. We're not going to you know hotels and getting lavish rooms paid for us. Exactly. We're getting iron brew back on the shelves. You're not going to see any duck islands here. Scotland, you're welcome. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah. 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 Don't be angry, don't be pissed. Just sit there and put it on your head list. That was nice. Thanks. Yes, you will go. Well, I've got four. Ah, I've got one. Okay. Maybe I'll get mine out of the way and then you can just go on a tirade. (laughs) Why break a winning formula? (laughs) Go on then, what's your one? So... Basically, anything like a lunchbox or a container or anything with a lid or a clasp that no longer works. Okay. Specifically, the ones that are like just a normal sandwich box. Yeah. Put the lid on it one day, it's fine. Put the lid on it another day, it's like it's been in a microwave yeah, for it's 10 minutes. Warped. It's like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. And as I thought of that, uh-huh. I remembered something. Okay. Which is possibly the worst dining experience if I can call it that mm. I've ever had in my life okay I'm sitting back so I used to have one of these little boxes that you get from the takeaway mm. and I use it for my breakfast cereal interesting so I've got me chocolate crunchy nut in there <laughs> healthy yeah <laughs> the cornerstone to any nutritious <laughs> breakfast this is the time when I took care of myself as you can <laughs> yeah, yeah so I'm at work I pour the milk in, I take a bite, mm-hmm. and I'm instantly greeted with what I can only describe as a meaty, chocolatey, savoury <laughs> cereal. I'm like, what the fuck? And it was almost as if the first bite didn't register. It was that disgusting, I didn't believe it. So I had another one. <laughs> this I, can't be real. I, I really was. No, I've, I've just imagined that. So I took another bite. And it tasted like feet. It was absolutely fucking disgusting. Right. And I realised that the day before, it had been holding 
leftover bolognese. Oh man! And that stuff absorbs. Yeah. Oh yeah. As soon as you scent. put it in there, the whole the whole thing it is now orange forever. Bolognese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't realise. I just got it out of the cupboard. Or, no, sorry, I got it off the rack. So it had literally just been washed for like maybe ten minutes, and then got a, so it hadn't been fully de bolognese. <laughs> yeah, fully yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I put my cereal in there with the milk and the chocolate. Num num num. Oh, mate, honestly, I nearly threw up Wait, everywhere. What? So disgusting. You, was that to take to work or something? Yeah. So oh, obviously, right. I thought you meant you just used it in lieu of a bowl. So I just used no, a bowl. No, no, no. So oh, I, right, I, right, I right. took the thing with the cereal in, so I could just literally pour it in there. That's my breakfast. Mm. Easy, mm. no mess. At yeah, work. sure, Take sure. Care. But obviously, I got it ready the night before, so I had all night to ferment in oh. the bolognese. So my cereal had just pe- become like some sort of vegetable. <clears throat> it was rank. Well, so it's, yeah, it's those those little pots yeah. in every way on the fucking list. Well, it's funny actually because once again we're in symbiosis because one of my hate list entries this week is immediate use art post washing up. <laughs> so when you essentially you wash something up you do all the washing up hmm. maybe before you're going to start cooking and then half of the stuff that you've just washed up you're just about to use and you're just like what a fucking waste of my time <laughs> do you know what I mean like you have to do it but it yeah. just seems like when I wash up I want it to stay there for a week yeah. I don't want to touch it so like I've achieved <laughs> something I don't want any of this to come back so that's my first one my second one is uh, early morning false wake up then alarm oh. nothing worse Oh, uh, you, uh, you're like you're like awake, and you go, "What time is it?" It's you like panic for a it's second. Like Three a.m. and you go, "Okay." You close your eyes. Boop 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 boop. Like, Where was the sleep? Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. What the fuck is this? I'm kind of sleep is an illusion. Um, my third one is um, people who use a pen. <laughs> people who in use g- a pen in general don't use pens. Um, <laughs> people who use a pen and that pen has a lid and they put the lid on top of the pen. Right. What are you doing? You can't write efficiently with a pen with a pen lid on top <laughs> because it just creates a, a a false weight distribution for the pen. You take the lid off and you put the lid on the table. You put the lid in your mouth. Uh, put it up your ass. Don't have it resting on top of the pen. That will compromise the ability to use the pen. What is the point? My last one. <laughs> Oh dear. Macarons. The the weird biscuity thing. The weird multicoloured biscuit thing. <laughs> right. What don't you like about them? Well, I don't like anything about them. <laughs> I don't like the taste, I don't like the look, I don't like the fact that they're really expensive, I don't like the fact that you can have dedicated counters to macarons <laughs> and there are people scrabbling over each other trying scrabbling. They're playing scrabble <laughs> over one another. <laughs> if I win this, I get, oh, yeah. I get the pick of the counters. Yeah, they're, they're scrambling over one another trying to buy like a cardboard box of six multicoloured macarons. Where's, where's the cookie counter? Well, do you know? Well, but fine. Anything better? Any counter is better than macarons. <laughs> What's the fu- the word? I hate the word macaron. It's kind of like macaroons, but it's not. Yeah. It's kind of like macron, but it's not. <laughs> Sounds kind of French, but it's not. <laughs> what is it? What's the point? What is the fucking point in macarons? I honestly, I don't get it. Well. They 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 taste like well they don't taste like anything. One, two, the texture is like kind of 
it, it's like souped up communion biscuit. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> that, that's what they should be renamed. <laughs> souped up communion biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> So you know the petrol station where <laughs> all of the that drama in my life happened? <laughs> that place where everyone goes just to yeah. have some good old EastEnders moments. Yeah. So I was standing in the queue and there was a guy who I presume was a builder. He was wearing kind of tracksuit bottoms with paint and stuff on them like caterpillar boots, whatever. Yeah. He was wearing a hoodie. Right. And the hoodie was a... Um, I suppose a tribute to uh, someone who had died on the back but it wasn't like you know this is not a dark story it wasn't like his son or anything right it was a famous person okay although when I say it was a famous person it was quite possibly the most obscure tribute hoodie I've ever seen okay now I'm gonna show you the picture Right. So I, I slightly took a picture of him <laughs> for this moment, like a paparazzi. and then I'm going to explain, listeners, who the tribute hoodie was, because it might need a little bit of explaining around. So the tribute hoodie was Rick Parfit, <laughs> the guitarist from <laughs> Status Quo. What the fuck? So I legitimately saw a guy in the petrol station wearing a Rick Parfit tribute hoodie. I mean... <laughs> now, I'm not saying that Status Quo weren't, you know, an important band, but there's two things that it brings up for me. Yeah. One we've spoken about on the pod before, where what would be, like, the worst bands to be your favourite band? <laughs> Like, to love status quo enough to wear a Rick Parfit tribute hoodie... Is to hate is almost th- all other music. <laughs> right, do you know what I mean? But the other thing it made me remember, or made me think about, was... Maybe someone bought it for him as a gift. And now he uses it to get fucked And now up. he uses <laughs> it at work, yeah. right? And it, made me, it started making me think about all of the kind of clothes that you get that you never really want but you kind of end up wearing oh yeah right and it reminds and what came to my head was I thought I've got to tell this story on the podcast so the other best friend Alex yes who you've heard on the pod listeners um I was round his house on his birthday right now the funny thing about Alex is well there's lots of funny things <laughs> almost about everything him, yeah but one of the funny things about him is he his family really really don't get him he he is a very acquired accompaniment at first because you're not sure how to take it sure but after you get to know Alex you realize he is just a wonderful human with a huge heart absolutely but he's very left field yeah he he the things he does the things he thinks the way he thinks is very strange sometimes it's very Alex yeah but the thing that defines him the most I what defines him but the thing that stands out the most is he has very very particular and some would say slightly obscure taste in clothes yes so he I'm gonna dis- himself well yeah he does and he, he he's fine but so on his birthday 
uh, a member of his family who doesn't he doesn't have that much contact with <laughs> came round to give him a birthday present and I'm in the kitchen with him when he receives said present and opens said present now Alex is incredibly awkward when somebody's watching him do something like that like his family have this kind of thing where everybody watches it they open one oh, present oh at a time and everyone God. watches yeah but thankfully it was just me and him and the person who gave him this present in the kitchen right so he opens it up and it's essentially a jumper but it's from burton's okay now alex is not a burton wearing man no but it's one of those jumpers that's got a t-shirt sewn into the top. Right. And he opens it and he's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> and she goes, try it on then. Oh. So he no. takes, he's like, what now? Yeah, go on. So he takes off his t-shirt and he puts it on. And it is the tightest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. And he's like, it's so tight that it's completely changed his physicality. <laughs> and she goes, obviously looking at it, it's like a, it's like a wetsuit. And she goes, how does it fit? And he goes, yeah, 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 it's fine. It's absolutely fine. It fits quite well, actually. And I'm sitting there, it looks like a second skin on him. And I am fucking dying and and she, the person he's like oh i'm glad you like it and he just gets r immediately really annoyed about it but like oh why she want me this now every time i see her, i've got to wear it and i look like <laughs> and i've got really really bad skin it's like a skin it's like a skin suit and like i wear a fucking morph suit <laughs> and his and honestly i was just I was. I thought I was going to have a fucking heart attack watching it, and it just made me think about all the times oh. in life where you get particularly clothes. Like someone buys you some clothes, and it's just so it's far awful. removed yeah. from what you want. Like I know I buy. I went through a phase, or I've been through a long phase of buying you t-shirts. I know you're never going to wear, but they're like novelty t-shirts that I think are funny, so I buy them for you. Yeah, but I don't easy. necessarily expect you to walk around with wearing them I just like the idea of you having a shit novelty t-shirt <laughs> yeah that's great but it's when people kind of buy you something like I remember one year my mum bought me a cardigan oh my god I never I mean I did for a while I was gonna try and pass this that statement off as being cool in my second year of uni I tried a cardigan for a while right I went from cardigan to band t-shirt and suit jacket so that was a good look, like a shit, like polyester, like right. yeah, it was like, a suit like jacket. a bad like front man. Oh, it was appalling, but those kind of things, those clothes that you get, which are just so far off, yeah, what you would actually wear, but you kind of have to have yeah. them oh right okay yeah and especially if people are watching you and their reaction and they're like oh do you like it you don't want to hurt their feelings no of course you don't time. you don't want to be ungrateful it's like just <laughs> like just save your money just give me the money like, just give me the money just give me the fucking money yeah and i will go and buy something that i actually like yeah or someone does something even worse where they buy you a voucher for somewhere 
that you n- that you're, you're never going to go here's, there. Here's a tenner. Well, well, here's five pounds. <laughs> so you're not really inclined to spend it, but it's for Waitrose <laughs> that you never go to, or like JC Penny. <laughs> just like what? There's not even one here. Like what the fuck? Where do I have to? Where's London? <laughs> I'm going to go to London from here. I'm going to travel for an hour and a half to go and spend a fucking fiver. Yeah, just Thanks. don't bother. Don't fucking bother. It feels like we've been through the trenches this time. But doesn't it always feel like it that? does? But sometimes it, it feels like we come out dancing through the fields. Yeah. But this time it feels like I'm covered in shit mm. and I'm tired. You're Andy <laughs> Dufresne from the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> I think that's the perfect analogy for every episode of the podcast. Yes. Because what is it Morgan Freeman says? He's the only man I've ever seen to crawl through two football fields of shit and come out clean on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the, every episode of the government is yes, like. it is. It's a perfect analogy. Well, I'm uh, hoping that now, this moment in time, because listeners, Lee doesn't know, and obviously you don't either, what I'm about to do. I think this is our Andy Dufresne crawling through two football fields of shit and coming out clean the other side moment. Okay. Because we've had a few people, quite a few people, quite a lot of people, get in contact and say... Now that last episode when we finished Batman Robocop... Ah, yes. A glorious moment. Yeah. But what they said is, well, surely you've got to do some more. Because the last chapter... No, Batman Robocop is it. It's not a trilogy. No. It's not not the newfangled way of making movies where you make a fucking 18 strong... That's it. It's done. No more. Well... I have some news... What do you mean? Well, I found something that I think you might like. Go on. Uh, And the thing that I found, um, I'm going to... It's some more erotic fan fiction. (gasps) But I'm not going to announce what it is. Well, I am. But I'm going to do it in a very specific way. Are you ready? Uh, I I think so. So... Uh, erotic fan fiction. Is, is this the theme of the fan fiction? Oh my god! This is good. This is very good. Me 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 me. What I have for you, Lee. What I have for you, listeners, is Star Wars. A nude hope. Nude hope. Okay. Are you ready? I think we are, man. I think so. Let's do it. Chapter one. Oh, who's it going to be? Please tell me, Lando. Friends. Okay. As the Millennium Falcon raced through hyperspace, Han Solo grunted out loud and poured himself a cup of space coffee. Space coffee. It's going to be a long night, kid. Solo said, with a tired rasp in his voice. Can I just stop you there? Sir? Yes, it is. It's going to be very long. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Saddle up, partner. <laughs> Luckily for the exhausted hero, his good friend Luke was able to provide some relief. It's okay, buddy. I'll stay up to help you fly if need be. Thanks, kid. You know I appreciate it, Han said. 
Oh no, sorry, no. Han had never said how much he appreciated Luke. It was understood between the two. Brotherly love had overcome them and the two put their arms around each other as they flew. Seen any good movies lately, kid? That one with the penguins, then they surf. What? He's not Robocop. <laughs> and they surf. And they do. They <laughs> movies, what? Penguins? That looks like shit. No. Luke gasped gaily. <laughs> no. Man, it was neat. Now, ha- now Han's good friend, Dash Rendar, whom you might remember from the classic N64 title, Shadows of the Empire. <laughs> That's a real niche fallout. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Wanted the whole gang to have a reunion of sorts. Right. After the recent defeat of the Empire, a nostalgic feel was in the air that one could not escape. A sense of belonging was felt throughout the entire rebellion. However, Han and his crewmates were somewhere in the Derpadon system. <laughs> Sorry? Derpadon. Derpadon. Derpadon system. <laughs> and if they wanted to make it to the cockmonger system. Oh, come on. In time for the party, <laughs> then an all nighter was in order. <laughs> it was nothing new for Solo with his history of out racing the likes of Jabba the Hutt and nearly every bandit across the galaxy. He was surely used to nights like this. In previous years, he would have been able to thrive during an all-nighter, but the recent defeat of the Empire and the years of travelling had left his tired bones worn and stale. Mm -hmm. He needed assistance, and whenever a rocky moment presented itself, there was Luke, kid. Luke, kid. (laughs) Hours passed, and the evening soon turned into a night that was growing later and later. (laughs) Han put on some Def Leopard (laughs) to boost the energy signal and overall morale in the cockpit. (laughs) Now we're rocking, Han joyfully proclaimed. This is old man music. What are you, an old man? What? What? What the hell is the matter? Firing back at his co-pilot. I'm going to make Luke kind of a petulant teenager. Yeah. Come on, Han. <laughs> Don't you have any system of the down or static X? Something to get a hang, little... Hang on. Hang... Wait. Why the fuck are Han and Luke suddenly listening to strictly year 2000 to like 2003 metal? What the... What? New metal. New... What? I... Go on. Come on, Han! <laughs> Don't you have any system of a down or static X? Something to get a little hoppity going in this ship? <laughs> hoppity? Really? Hoppity. Oh, Christ. Figure someone your age wouldn't like this. Luke was quick to respond. I'm a grown-ass man, dog! <laughs> I mean, you don't sound like it. The two playfully argued... Luke would go to the fridge and offer Han some Capri Suns while they were st- <laughs> and while they were still <laughs> 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 fucking Capri Suns 
Christ. Yeah, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> and while they were still on a sugar high, they'd race each other in their swirly chairs. They'd smile and laugh <laughs> together. Time passed, though, as it always does. As it... Oh, no. Time passed, though, as it always does somehow when you wish to hold on to moments as they pass. Okay. <laughs> All right, Ian. About time I call it a night. I can't stay up much later. I'm sorry. I know I promised to help fly and everything. Luke sounded nervous. It's fine, kid. Long as I got this space coffee by my side and my Def Leppard cassette tapes, I'm all set. Okay, right, hang on. If it's in a world where System of Down and Static X exists, why does he still listen to cassette tapes? Swell. If you need anything, just holler. I'll be, be in the back bedroom. Luke walked through the hallway of the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> admiring the wonderful artwork along the walls. There's a couple of Jackson Pollocks and a fucking <laughs> Shrigley on the wall. Um, <laughs> it always needed a woman's touch. The fair Princess Leia took it upon herself to make the drafty mechanical ship into a rousing spectacle of beauty and art. Luke walked past the pictures of doggies running and children rolling aimlessly through the glass. No, not glass. <laughs> Grass, sorry. Kids rolling through glass. Yeah. That's fine. Admiring everything on his way to the bedroom. It's so beautiful. Luke tugged away at his sheets, tying, trying desperately to fit them on his bed. Would it kill Han to spare me a decent set of sheets? Oh no, he's saying this. Would it kill Han to spare me a decent set of sheets? I only defeated the evil emperor for silly sake. <laughs> Luke thought he as sounds like 1950s <laughs> yeah. like Robin yeah. <laughs> oh gee Willikers Batman <laughs> Luke thought as he stretched his arms across the ends of the bed he stretch and stretch and stretched <laughs> like Teddy's but with all the force oh my god oh, this is amazing but with all the force he was with all the force he was using a nice little toot snuck out of his rear end <laughs> oh my luke said out loud looks like that galaxy spaghetti i had really did a number on me <laughs> better make a quickie run to the old shit bucket before sleepy time <laughs> i'm so confused by his use of language <laughs> why he said all this out loud is a matter of discussion Okay. <laughs> so, why do we think he said this all out loud? <laughs> That's true, actually, but I love how he's contradicting his own writing. It's like, why is he saying this out loud? You don't go, oh, God, I wish I wish someone do something. Actually, oh, you know what? I think I need a shit. Actually, yeah, I'm just going to go and have a shit before I go to sleep. But like, he's giving himself a running commentary. <laughs> Not only that, but nearly every word spoken was not in his character at all. But people change. <laughs> Luke's having an existential crisis. Yeah, don't worry about it. Luke finished setting his bed up, and by now, the poo was raging inside of him. Yikes! Here we go! <laughs> Luke exclaimed and went racing to the bathroom. He sat his plump white buttock down and delved into a People magazine. <laughs> Only one buttock. 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure you don't put your buttock over the yeah, pad. I'm pretty but... sure it wouldn't be reading fucking People magazine. <laughs> Finally! He sighed with relief. 45 minutes passed and still no sign of release. Hep! Err! Ah! Christ! When is this turd gonna pass? He made every effort in his little boy body to expel this demon poo from his innards. <laughs> he gripped the People magazine with all his might, nearly tearing out the pages of the paparazzi section. Without warning, the bathroom door suddenly burst open. Yipes! Well, hello, Luke, a seductive voice whispered from the doorway. A shadowy figure stood, leaning against the doorframe. Her deep, sensual voice grabbed a nervous... No, I, sorry. Grabbed Luke immediately. His mind began racing, and a nervous sweat began pouring from his face. La... Leah? L Leah. Obviously I know her name's not Leah. Why did I say Leah? Well, it's spelt Leah, but I know it's not fucking Leah. Princess Leah. Oh my God. <sighs> It was spelt Leah. I was reading it verbatim. Right, okay. Le Leah? It, you know what? No, it's Princess Leah. <laughs> Le Leah? Is that you? Well, what are you still doing up? She appeared in nothing but a towel, seemingly ready to take a steamy shower. However, she couldn't with her brother nearby. And any sensible woman would never allow her brother to see her in the nude. Yes, exactly. Right? Right? Shit! Oh, I feel dirty from flying with Han all day. You ever feel dirty, Luke? Yeah, yes. I mean, no, 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 <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> with that statement, Luke shrieked. He became so immensely worked up, he cleaned his colon clear of any remaining fesses that were in it. Fesses. Yeah. His voice also cracked more noticeably when he was 13, but in comparison to the loud flatulent he released, who cares? <laughs> what the what? Should I read that again? Is that a bit confusing? His voice also cracked more noticeably than when he was 13, but in comparison to the loud flatulent he released, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Leah heard though and giggled her little her adorable little girl laugh. <laughs> How did I don't know well, any move on. It, it, sent, it sent tingles all up Luke's spine. Oh <laughs> I mean I'm loving your Leah voice. <laughs> Princess Leah. Oh you've always been the shy one in the family, Luke. Luke was not shy at all. He defeated the Emperor and blew up the Death Star, for Christ's sake, and now he suddenly found himself speechless. Was he going to see his sister naked? Little did he know that that was merely a sprinkle on the banana split that was to come. I like it. Yeah, what a f sound analogy. Powerful. The shy and excitable one. What? What the? And before Luke could send a full three words out of his mouth, Leah's towel dropped to the floor, setting her breasts free in the mist of the shower. Oh my Luke God. noticed everything on her instantly, her sensual curves, her delightfully perky breasts, 
and the giant brown birthmark on her ass, which made him awkward. <laughs> that made him Still, awkward. the sight of her near-perfect body caused Luke's penis to become very hard. Oh, dear. It stood erect and proud, pointing straight towards the heavens. Hee-hee. <laughs> oh, my Luke. You're more impressive than I thought. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, thanks, Leah. You're cute too. Oh, you're making this even weirder. Go on. This is so wrong. It raced through his head at lightning speed, but the beautiful, wet, soapy body that stood before him spoke otherwise. Her shapely boobs were everything Luke could want in something to wank to. Yet, did family relationship matter? Nah! <laughs> That's nah. Nah! She leathered up good and fine. The soap dripped off her body at a, at seductively slow pace. Luke could not contain the powerful urge of excitement, excitement that raced through his veins. The situation alluring look of his nudie sister became too much for him to fathom and his erect penis launched a mighty wad of semen directly onto Luke's shaven chin. So what? he essentially made himself ejaculate just with his mind and directly onto his face. Into his face. There Luke sat, pants down at his ankles, on a toilet full of poop, with semen dripping from the bottom of his chin, eyes bulging from his face. <laughs> Leah giggled as Luke's dignity shriveled and died, but Luke had always enjoyed that delightful snicker, even after he found out she was his own flesh and blood. Well, what do we do now? Luke said, desperately trying to sound suave. I don't know, babe. You tell me. Well, um, let's g get you out of my d dreams and, and into my bed, Luke stuttered, desperately trying to be slick, yet he knew it was hopeless to be suave on the shitter. <laughs> on the shitter? Lee hop Leah hopped gleefully out of the shower. The soap continued pouring from her shapely body. Luke stood up from the toilet, his man-meat proudly waving about and his pants still down around his ankles. He hurried to chase her body down. <laughs> he fell in the doorway, tripping over his pants. He pulled his face up from the floor and stared at, and gazed at Leah, spread eagle on the hoover bed. Hoover bed. Might mean hover. Mm. <laughs> the Dyson bed. <laughs> Luke tried to look away. Hell to pull himself up off the ground and get his shiny white ass back in his pants. <laughs> there his sister was, on the bed, proudly presenting herself. The night reeked of possibilities, and Luke knew. And Luke could see that it was going to be a pork fest of the most <laughs> monumental proportions. Pork fest. And that's the end of the chapter. I mean... There we go. What, wonderful. I want to give a little shout out um, to the author of that. We'll we'll continue to read. Uh, the author of Star Wars A Nude Hope is a writer who goes by the name of Tribal Tat. 
So Tribal Tat, thank you uh, for writing such great erotic fan fiction. Wonderful. And we will continue, oh I burped, the Star Wars saga next time. Until then. May the force be with you. <laughs> Always. Just not too much, eh? Well, I think the force is going to be with Princess Leia pretty soon. <laughs> if Luke's erect penis has got anything to do with it. <laughs> so we cleaned his chin off. Well, hopefully. We'll find out next time. Maybe she'll clean it off for him. Bye, listeners! Bye!